The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, listeners. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today we're continuing our series of interviews with thought leaders in the online marketing world. I'm very pleased to have Jillian Music from SEO Mods with me. Hi, Jillian. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Uh, most of you probably already know Jillian. She needs no introduction. She's uh, known around the web as uh, SEO mom. She blogs and Twitters and does all kinds of social media things under that handle and uh, is the found, uh, founder and president of SEO Mods, uh, which for those of you, again, who've been hiding under a rock for years, is probably the biggest membership site for SEO tools and resources out there on the web. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about uh, SEO Mods. Uh, well, SEO Moz is now the world's brand leader in search engine optimization tools, guides, and community. Uh, we're providing a platform for search optimizers around the world to do their jobs faster and more efficiently. We kind of say it's more drinking time, less work time for SEOs, and surprisingly, they seem to be able to get behind that all over. <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen in speaking at uh, search engine conferences, I'd say you're definitely on um, liver abuse is rampant. Uh, so <laughs> SEOMOS has basically a community and uh, tools and uh, discussion forums. Uh, how many uh, active uh, members or community partners do you have? Well, as of my last count here, approximately 175,000 people are members of the SEO Moz community. And of those Mozers, we have about 7,500 to 8,000 who are pro members. We do offer pro services as well. Mm, terrific. Uh, well, so uh, obviously, you know quite a bit about the SEO. Uh, one of the things that I keep getting asked over and over and over uh, when I talk about conversion is, well, you know, I have a site, 90% uh, of my traffic comes from SEO, I've built up my reputation and inbound links, and I have all of that wonderful, you know, uh, thematically correct keyword-dense text on my site. I don't want to touch it because it's going to blow up conversion. Uh, it's going to, I mean, rather, you can fix my conversion, but my traffic's going to go away. Is, is that a valid kind of view of it? Should you be trembling because Google is going to drop you if you change a word on your website? Absolutely not. Uh, there are ways in which the uh, search engines can be uh, courted at the same time that your readers can be courted. The object of conversions and so on, or the idea behind conversions, is the more people show up and tire kick, that's fine, that, that's, you know, SEO, get the bodies in here. And the more of those guys who show up and buy something, that's the conversion rate stuff, the better. Right? So we always say follow the money. And right. well, it I mean, doesn't there, have to be a dichotomous problem. We see that well, as actually an elder problem. 
Yeah, but if you look, well, I guess specifically what I'm referring to is that, okay, I can raise my conversion rate by 50%, but if I get dropped from the index, that doesn't really do me any good. So I mean, right. my we're understanding is that these, I'm sorry? I'm sorry, we're saying you will not be dropped if you improve your conversion um, on your website. Here's the deal. When you write and you write well for your readers, they convert better. And when you do things well like that, it's usually good for SEO as well. There are some technical things you can do to improve stuff. But if you make an excellent landing page, it does not mean you're going to lose your search traffic. Okay, so basically, as my understanding is more and more, uh, the weight of what the, Google at least considers has moved to things that can't easily be reproduced that are kind of have to age, like the quality of your domain, how long it's been around, or the the quality and number of inbound links. It doesn't really have to do with the content of your page much at all. Uh, not entirely uh, nothing to do with the content of the page certainly you're going to want to put key terms on your landing page if I've come through from a, a paid ad or an unpaid listing and a search engine I'm going to want as a reader to find the same keywords that I entered in the snippet that I'm reading on the Google search or in the ad and on the landing page that's good for me as a reader it's congruence, it makes me comfortable and it increases my trust level so in that way it's good for conversions in that way, it's also good for SEO. But in yeah, general, okay. you are correct. More value is placed on the basics of construction of the site rather than on the specific words you're going to use on your page. Yeah, and I uh, know you bring up a couple of interesting points. I mean, one is the one I talk about a, a lot in my Seven Deadly Sins of Landing Page Design presentation. I talk about uh, basically not keeping your promises, that there's a disconnect with the expectation that was set upstream of the landing page and what happens when you get to the page. So obviously tying things together with, you know, a theme or a headline that matches the keywords that they that they searched for and the and the kind of text that they clicked on to get there is a good idea, right? Exactly. Um, and yes, it's one of the seven deadly sins for landing page optimization. And guess what? It's one of the seven deadly sins for SEO as well. The search engine looks for exactly the same thing because they're kind of out for the uh, reader to get the best experience. That's their goal in life. So they're looking to make sure that there's congruence all the way through. You'd be amazed how many pages are trying to sell used red Toyotas in a given town and forget to tell you there are used red Toyotas in that given town on their landing page. Yeah, so a clear call to action or actually having your page be about what you say it's about. That would be helpful. There you go. <laughs> right. uh, so, so one other thing that... Yeah, one other thing that you brought up, though, was you said that uh, when you land on a page, whether it's from SEO or pay-per-click... So uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you, another important point you brought up was, should you use the same, you said, you know, SEO traffic, pay-per-click traffic, should you even use the same page for both traffic sources? That's intriguing. At this point, I don't see that it's an issue from an SEO standpoint, but it certainly is from a tracking standpoint. Looking at your analytics, you're going to want to know what's driving your traffic. Therefore, developing pages designed for different kinds of searchers is a good idea. People who click on paid ads tend to be looking for very action-oriented purchasing information, and people who will be clicking on the SEO ads may be looking for that, or they may be looking for more informational pieces. I would say, in general, as a rule of thumb, as you start designing your landing pages, not as you finish them, but as you start them, 
I would say add more informational material to your SEO pages and more actionable buy it and clear it out of here and take care of business stuff for your pay-per-click. And as you say, Tim, keep testing. Uh, 186 iterations later, you'll find out exactly what the right mix was. Yeah, and, and so again, that get, kind of goes along with you know, my sense of it, which is that, I mean, my general advice is never, ever, ever land pay-per-click traffic on an SEO page, a well-performing SEO page, because there are inevitable compromises in pleasing the search engine spiders, and you don't need those. Uh, you, know, you should have a more direct response deeper in the funnel kind of uh, page for pay-per-click traffic uh, that has uh, perhaps even navigation stripped away and, uh, and a lot of other things and, and is really designed strictly for conversion plus whatever sure. other requirements Google piles on you. Uh, that's interesting because as we are saying the same thing, but we're messaging in exactly the opposite way. You're saying, don't do it because it's not so hot for SEO. We're saying, don't do that because it's not so hot for the viewer. <laughs> so we are saying the same thing. Have it separate so that you can track it via analytics and have it separate so that you're able to add things like navigation that's required for SEO on one and the other far more action-oriented. Get me in here, get me my sale, and get me out of here um, And because the reader tends to want that. All right. Well, thank you. So we're going to take a break here for our commercial messages. This has been LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and we'll be right back. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. This WebmasterRadio.fm program is presented by Affiliate Convention. Affiliate Convention invites you to join us in Denver, June 21st and 22nd. Affiliate Convention, where affiliates are always free. Learn more at AffiliateConvention.com. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm continuing my conversation with Jillian Musig from SEO Moz. And we were just before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, using different pages for 
SEO and pay-per-click and how the intent of the user or where they are in the funnel might actually be different. Can you talk that? You mentioned that SEO is more likely to be uh, useful to bring people that are earlier perhaps in the decision process? Yes, that's correct. A lot of people are spending um, a good deal more time, thank goodness, on the multiple channels that result in a final sale. Uh, for a long time, affiliate marketers were talking about this and others did not. They said basically getting all of the uh, attribute in the last click was inappropriate and they're looking for multi-attribute uh, discussions and analytics. So, yes, I would say if somebody's clicking on a natural search or organic search link, they're probably earlier in the funnel looking for more information. Someone clicking at the final piece, either on a paid ad or simply typing in the name of the website thereafter, is probably looking to buy. There's a yeah, lot of stuff so along the way. Yeah, and this is something that when I've spoken at the eMetrics uh, Online Marketing Summit, or uh, Optimization Summit, rather, uh, Jim Stern talks about this a lot. There's this huge issue in web analytics of attribution. Who gets credit for the sale? You need a lot of touches, as it were, or interactions with a particular person before they're moved to buy. But if you just measure the very last step that they took and give all the credit there, that's clearly not appropriate. Do you think that SEO is kind of, undervalued because it's often not the point of the last click? Yes, um, it's often undervalued also because it's difficult to assess through analytics what its value was and where it sat. We're getting much better at that. Uh, there are analytics programs that can coordinate that. Even Google Analytics will give you a lot more information about your entire funnel today. Getting people acquainted with analytics and comfortable with it in uh, you know at least the C-level uh, you know, strata of major corporations is going to make a big difference. And I think we're just beginning to do that. Yeah, and again, that's where the Web Analytics Association and conferences like eMetrics really, really play a key yes. role. And, and, and I have to agree with you. In a way, nobody likes the word analytics. It sounds too technical and nerdy and engineering. Uh, and I say that as a recovering technologist myself. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's, if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. That's the bottom line on Internet marketing. Uh, That's okay. right. That which is measured can be approved. Yeah, so let's, that let's Edward your... Stemming, 1955? Yeah, yep, yep. The, yeah. There's nothing new under the sun, as I often say on this show. Uh, let, let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about the tactics of how to actually do this. So you need three to 400 words of thematically correct text on the page to, to uh, you know, kind of establish your bona fides with Google. What um, what can you do to, at the same time, improve conversion for those that are you know, later in the funnel? Or how do you structure the page visually uh, to minimize all of that text-heavy stuff that nobody's, well, very few people are reading? Um, actually, 300 words doesn't turn out to be that much stuff. Uh, but... Nevertheless, even if you feel that folks aren't going to be reading a whole lot of that information, I would say one has to design a landing page, even for SEO, so that the mind moves quickly to what it needs to accomplish. If you're doing a basic landing page, I, I traveled around the world, as I said, this year uh, in 2009, and I learned a great deal of things, some of them anecdotal, from different places around the world, and was surprised by some of the congruence in every culture that reads from left to right. 
Here's what I learned from Amy Africa coming out of the ECMOD in London, which is an online catalog conference, which really means shopping carts. Um, she talked about having biometric, human biometric studies in which she was able to tell that after the first page of a website, nobody looks either left or right if they don't want either information on the left or they're looking to leave and they begin to move to the right. Therefore, all the information you need for the sale should be in the center of the page. Large pictures make a difference. And if we click on the large picture, an even larger picture, as large as humanly possible, should show up. Just clicking on the picture and isolating the picture is very frustrating for the reader. Now we've taken care of layout. So the question is, how do you support things like... 300 words worth of text, well, you can do things uh, that would include uh, descriptive material uh, below the image. That means most people may have to scroll to get all of that descriptive material, but you've left them a snippet very much like you would in a, uh, an organic search listing or even in a pay-per-click ad. That's kind of optimal. You want a great big picture with a buy button right next to it, and the buy button should be bright red with white text, unless otherwise indicated for some reason. You know, Get it straight and clear. Here's what you do on this page. But if you need a little more info, you can see at least the first line of that text that's descriptive. And you okay, can so, see so, and so basically uh, what I hear you saying, uh, by the way, I will, I'll violently disagree with you on the need for large pictures on the page, but I think what you're basically saying is, is construct an obvious, simplified, perhaps graphically based uh, actionable experience at the top of the page and shove the first text further down the page because, well, first of all, no one's going to read it or the anal retentive types that do want to read it will find it there anyway. That's correct. And and I should say, before we all violently disagree about whether we need text for this or that, I was describing only a page for an e-commerce site that's selling a product with a picture of it. Okay, fair enough. Right. But so, of so, course, right, you, need right. the, yeah, you, you need the hero shot. You need to show the product off. Absolutely. Right, right. But but many other pages exist. You're quite right, Tim. And the multiple varieties of landing page designs that work are yeah, as myriad as human bodies. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a good example of that. I must say, uh, we try to, as they say in the advertising world, eat our own dog food. So if you go to the SiteTuner site, you'll see how we've organized our experience. At the top of the page, we have four parallel choices and a very simple headline, how can we help you? And at the bottom of the page, actually below what looks like the physical bottom of the page, we have the SEO text. But if you actually look at how the page is constructed, that SEO text is very much near the quote-unquote, top of the page. It's the first text that the search engines see. Would you yes. think that that's, a, that's a, a valid tactic, or do you think that's stepping perhaps into a gray area that Matt Cutts might slap me for? No, absolutely not. That's exactly, I think, the way landing pages should be created. Um, yours is, of course, walking the top. It's one of the most beautiful I've seen. I'm taking a look at it now, and I do realize there's a large amount of space between what's kind of bounded as our whole page and the info below. But again, if I'm anal retentive and I really want to know stuff, I'm going to notice that there's a scroll bar, and I will go take a look. And it asks me if I want more of this and some of that, and it gives me all the kinds of things I'd like to know. Alternatively, I'm going to make the assumption this information is also available if I click through any of those clear shots of the one, two, three, four images. Again, nice big picture in the middle. So I think you've kind of done exactly what I was talking about. Give the folks something they can actually do right in the beginning, and then for those who must read it, go scroll down. 
Okay, so the bottom line is uh, you can please the spiders and real people too, yes. and the main and the main way of doing that is to have is an actionable clear choice for them to make near the top of the page and uh, construct that largely out of graphics. So the first text that is seen in the page is actually your desired SEO right. text. Right. Where, where the search engines will not like what you're doing would be if you have multivariate testing website optimizer at the top of your page and all your actionable stuff and your buy button, which says free consultation and so on. And then if I scroll down, it doesn't have to do with that subject. That would be a problem. Right. So one one major thing, of course, to get rid of, and uh, you'll definitely get Google slapped for, is like bait and switch. If you promise uh, right. fr- free sex and then show them a page about vacuum cleaners, uh, probably not a, a good idea. Yeah. Right. Well, be- unless you can so- combine the two and have free sex involving vacuum cleaners, but that's another story for another day. And entirely true. Yeah, yeah. That requires All right. <laughs> well, we are going to take a, another commercial break here. This has been your host, Tim Ash for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. XY7, affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance-based. Listen to what I'm telling you, because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamrell, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. The Jerry Abram Show, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. 
And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And we are talking with Jillian Music from SEO Moz about how to please both search engine spiders and real people. Hey, isn't it funny that we call website visitors users? The only other industry that does that is the illicit drug trade. Yes, I've noticed that. I tend to call them viewers. Um, I try to have a little more respect for the folks who come to the websites. After all, these are our customers. These are the people who you know absorb and take advantage of what all that wonderful stuff that we create on the web. The only thing that might be really a user is a bot. They <laughs> just yeah. kind of use the web and do yeah, other stuff true. with it. <laughs> the, the spiders and bots are, are users of the site, I guess. Uh, yes. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about. Um, what you folks are, are going to be doing. Are there any upcoming conferences that you're going to be at or any uh, trade shows that we should look for you at? Absolutely. Uh, you've caught me off guard here, so I might need a moment to take a look at my calendar, which is amazingly full and filling ever faster. I will be in New York City at the Borel Conference just uh, next week. We'll be leaving on Wednesday for that. I'm excited. I'm actually not speaking this time at the Borel cons- uh, uh, Conference, but I'm looking forward to future ones. After that, I'm going to be at Neva Merchant in uh, San Diego and the OMS Conference that's looking to do some certification for SEO down in the same neck of the woods. Well, that's my hometown, as you know, so uh, I'll see you here. I have a couple of solo sessions at OMS. And and in terms of the dates, that's uh, February 23rd through the 25th for OMS in San Diego. That's correct. And MEVA overlaps just a bit with February 24th through 26th. So I'll be at both places. Uh, And I'm excited to be going, actually, to Jerusalem this year. I'm going to be going to the SPIN conference, which is only one day in Jerusalem itself. But from there, I'll be moving on to Dubai and possibly Cairo as well for a company called MVIX who wants to bring SEO to the Middle East. That's not just SEO Moz, but introducing the concept of SEO in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. So, Jillian, uh, obviously, you get around. You're a world traveler. Uh, can you tell us uh, two or three upcoming shows that uh, we can catch you at in the next few months? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to be at the OMS, where I think you're giving some sessions as well. I'll be excited to see that. That'll be February 22nd and 3rd, from which I move on to the MEVA conference, which overlaps just a bit. And from there, I'm going to places like Jerusalem, Dubai, Calgary, Stockholm, Munich, and so on as the year goes on. Hey, who needs a life when you can have frequent flyer miles? That's what I always say. Yes, I think the best reward you can get for a frequent flyer mile is when someone says, gee, you've amassed so many, you don't need to take this trip today. (laughs) Well, again, Jillian, thanks for for being on the show. Uh, We'd love to have you back uh, (laughs) uh, because, I mean, we we still have a lot to talk about, like the the story of how you rescued a man from a gay bathhouse in New York City once. But, again, that's a story for another day, so... Tune in again, listeners, to LPO, Landing Page Optimization.